To check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're living in a digital world today, and I'm really happy to have an Internet publicity expert, Kristen Havens, on the show with us today. Her book is called A Brief Guide to Internet Publicity and teaches you how to find influential people on the web and pitch them without pissing them off or landing in their trash bins. And in it, you'll learn an easy, nearly foolproof method for getting write-ups for bloggers and backlinks to your website. And um, you could learn more about Kristen Havens and her ebook and her upcoming products to help you navigate the digital landscape through her website, which is newly launched, www.563media.com. And you'll, hear, you'll learn a lot about her on the show because we have her for the hour, and I know that she was feeling a little sick this week, but we're hoping you got your voice back. Kristen, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy, for having me. It's, it's back well enough, I hope. Well, it, sound, it sounds, it's that sexy kind of sound. Remember I told you Deborah <laughs> Winger? <laughs> That's right, and I've been taking your advice. I'm drinking tea nonstop, so it's definitely helped. Thank you. Well, you sound you sound terrific, albeit a little gravelly, but you know it all works. So um, <laughs> we're glad that you're here. Congratulations on the release of your book. Mm. Thank you. As she sips a big <laughs> sip of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry about that. Yes, thank you. I'm really happy to finally have that out there where people can find it. I originally developed this ebook to train book publicists. Um, and how to do some of the skills that I had mastered years before, and I'm really glad to be able to share that document oh, with other uh, people. It's it's really great, and you know that I I bought it and I read it, and um, uh, it gave me everything that I needed to know because I had like a vague idea because I'm fairly astute at social media for an old for an old goat, um, <laughs> and. Um, you know, but there's something that need, I needed to see something a little bit more formalized than guessing. I needed a little bit more of a roadmap. And mm-hmm. everything in your book does just that. It reminds me of like, you know, kind of an easy to read road for teenagers. <laughs> oh, great. And, um, you know, just you make it so simple and um, you break down just the relevant stuff that people have to know and you know you touch upon you know different platforms like twitter and facebook and but really make people realize that there's this whole world of digital courtesy out there where if you find the right um uh, i'll use the book business as an example i mean if you find the right kind of business clubs the right kind of reading clubs the right kind of fan clubs, the right kind of genres where there might be special interests, 
You know, if you offer to review a couple of books on those sites and, um, you know, they'll most likely do the same for you if your book has some decent content. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, since the very beginning, the web has been based on reciprocal relationships. And, um, you know, even back to the early 90s when websites were very new, uh, there were these things called web rings where people would put a little button on their website to indicate they were a member of a web ring um, that might have a name to it, like the psychologist web ring. And that would be all websites by psychologists to link to each other. And the basic principle has never changed over the years. It still exists in every form of um, social network and, um, and it still exists in blogs so that if you can manage to identify those communities who are interlinked with one another and who read one another, it's very easy to penetrate those communities by just reaching out to one or two or three or maybe a few more uh, members. And in that case, you'll probably end up getting read um, and seen by all the members eventually. Right. That's well, part of what I talk about. And how would you how would you target those, let's say, reciprocal members? How, if you're going on, you have a book. Um, you know, are you guessing? Are you looking at bios? Are you, is it instinct? What would you say are the you know are the things to look for for an active bite while you're fishing in <laughs> these seas? Yeah, there are, well, if you're looking specifically at blogs, there are a few things that you'll want to look for. Um, one of the things that you'll want to make sure is that it's being written by an individual that you can actually get in touch with. Um, so if you're on a blog and you get a sense that you like the material and it's a good fit for you, you want to make sure that there is an about page, maybe a photograph of the individual who's the voice behind the whole thing. Um, this helps you to ensure that it's a real person creating the content and that it's not maybe a spam blog. It's been right, right. Solely, solely for search engine purposes. Um, and then <clears throat> after you find that about page, you definitely need to know that you can contact this person directly and privately. That, that'll take a little looking around. Um, but that's the second step. Um, third, I tend to tell people to shy away at first from sites that have a real heavy amount of text ads or banner ads on them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily something that you need to use to write somebody off altogether. A lot of people try to monetize their blogs because it's a time-consuming hobby and they're looking to get some kind of return on it, but people can sometimes get carried away and there's always the chance that you may not, not like some of the ads appearing on someone's site and may not want to be associated with that anyway. So I tend to tell people to look for ad, um blogs that don't have advertisements, um, at least okay. not the text ads from Google that are inserted all throughout. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I know that there are a couple of um, these sites that are highly recommended by, um, you know, service professionals in the book industry and book promotion, and one of them is Goodread. Am I right? Yeah, Goodreads is fantastic. It's the number one book site for readers, and um, they, they offer a lot for authors. Uh, it's basically a social network, and it was originally created for people who love to read, so 
they put the users first, but that being said, they have a lot of opportunities for authors, both mainstream and um, self-published, to get active on the site and promote on the site. And they have a number of features to make that easy for authors. You just have to join what they call the Goodreads Author Program. And you can fill out a more complete author profile than the default that's put in the site for you. So it gives you a little bit more control mm-hmm. over your rep- representation. And once you're entered into the author program, you can, if you have a Twitter, you can add that to your account. If you have a blog, you can import your RSS feed for your blog, and your blog post will actually appear on your author profile page. Um, that sounds like a it sounds like a great community. I hear nothing but great things about it and um you know a real it's like from what I hear, everybody seems to rank it the highest in terms of their favorite you know author sites or you know book user sites that have authors' benefits mhm yeah as far as as I can tell from my research it is the place to go um, over some of the competitors. It's just they're offering a lot. There's a lot you can do, and probably one of the most impressive things you can do as an author is to run a book giveaway. Right. And those are just fantastic. I've had clients who offer to give away maybe five signed copies of their books over a three-week period, and by the end of the contest, about 1,000 to 1,500 people have entered. It seems so simple and um, very organic, and it's it's a great thing to do. And I I feel I want you to know that when I talked to you some time ago, I was, like, so scared and uncertain about, you know, what to do that was right, you know, with a business book that was coming Mm -hmm. out. And you really made me feel so much more comfortable and made me feel so much more confident. And, and partic- I mean, that was just in the phone conversation. But then when I read the book, I'm like, huh, I got this. I really got <laughs> this. And, you know, even more importantly, it's, um, you know, if I have other people helping me promote the book too because they're a co-author or was involved in the book, you know, they could get involved too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I really want people to go to your site, www.563media.com, and it is so worth it to purchase this little book. It, if you are interested in this show, and if you're saying, okay, how do I get my book publicity or how do I get anything publicity in this virtual world of promotion, this is it. This is the book. Kristen uh, Havens did it. <laughs> and I <laughs> said so that much. in my review. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really nice, gratifying to hear that you found it helpful. I mean, well, because I had a, like, I had a vague idea, but you made it tangible. I mean, those of us that play around on social media platforms have a vague idea. You know what I mean? We know, we know the basic rules. We know not to be commercial, right? We know not to over-promote. You right. know, we know that it's about engaging in conversation and not just talking about how hard it is to find a parking spot in L.A. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, we know the basics. But when it comes to the next level of actually promoting a book and how where you go, I, I used the fish analogy before, you know, where the fish are that are going to bite your bait, you are the guide. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. 
You are the guide. I mean, and um, I know that you'll have a lot of success with this, and I really, really hope that, you know, you have the opportunity for speaking engagements and stuff like that because it's such a natural topic. Uh, yeah, I actually will be speaking to a group tomorrow about um, it's kind of a social media one-on-one presentation for trainers and developers. So uh, those opportunities are beginning to come along, and I'm enjoying them. I wish my voice were a little better this week for that, but... Um, it's really fun to talk to people. It is. Well, you do. You sound sexy. I'm telling you, Kristen. You sound <laughs> well, sexy and people. And then, you know, when you have to go, <clears throat> they know it's like real. <laughs> you know, it's That's not right. nerves. It's just that you're sick, okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, I, th- I think that it's a great way to start. It can only get better from there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, before we come to the end of this segment, which will be in a minute, and then we have you on for a few more segments because you have so many fascinating things to talk about. Um, you know, are you going to be trying to be doing television, you know, interviews and, you know, traditional media interviews to promote your book? I haven't thought about that yet um, since I'm doing this completely on my own as a sort of fledgling initial ebook venture. Um, I'm kind of taking it one day at a time I have to balance the promotional efforts with actually all the client work that I'm doing at the moment. So I'm open to anything, um, but as of right now, I don't have any TV lined up. Well, and you you might very soon, you know. Ah, <laughs> I, I think that you might. And um, because, again, it's such a fascinating topic, and I haven't seen anything written as easy to read as this. And the reason why I think this is the winner for mass media is because it applies to everybody, I mean, you know, even to traditional business people who are not early adopters on the Internet, it really explains why they ought to be. Oh, that's great. I, it really does. I mean, so, I'm, I mean, I'm not pulling your leg. You know that I've been in public relations for 30 years. I mean, you know, I, this is the kind of book that I would recommend to the attorneys that I sometimes do social media um, workshops with, the accountants, the ones that are – you know, 60-plus and, you know, just don't understand how business, legitimate business can be done, you know, mm-hmm. via, you know, digital marketing and promotion, this is the book they should really read because it's it's such an easy entree. So mm-hmm. um, I and I'm going to tell them that, Kristen. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I'm, that's really nice to hear, and that's basically why I wrote the book was to try to break down the, the simple blueprint behind all the communications that you'll want to do on the Internet because there really is just one way to do it, and it's been the same for 15, 20 years. The, some of the lingo changes and the formats of the different websites change a little, but the basic premise of reciprocal relationships has not changed a bit. No, and, you know, I might add that, you know, reciprocal relationships is something that really did work, that, that still does exist in the physical world, too, and there are networking groups and all of that kind of stuff, and people will see the benefits in that. Imagine if you can make them astronomical. We're going to take a short commercial break with Kristen Havens, and um, stand by, don't go away. Uh, you'll learn more about Internet publicity in a couple of minutes. News. News. Opinion. 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 
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. It's Cindy, and we're here again with Internet publicity expert Kristen Havens, who just wrote a book, and it's called The Brief Guide to Internet Publicity. And I'm really, really, I'm, it's, I really just love this book. And those who have been listening to me for seven years know that I just don't really go crazy about everything. I'm not one of those people that are all roses and flowery all the time. I'm very honest with what my product reviews are, and some have been great, and some have been okay, and some haven't been very great, but I really... This is the book. This, my friends, is a book. For those of you who are Provisors members um, in my um, professional networking group, uh, when I talk to you guys about social media and why it's important and why it's a bullet train that you have to hop on or it's going to go right past you in terms of business development, this is the book I want you to read. So I know you all listen to me. Um, you can download it. It's um, very cost efficient. What's the price again, Kristen? It's nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. It's a fast read. You know, for those of you that don't have your, you know, tablets yet, which you should. Um, you know, you could just download it and read it. And if you really must, print it out for those of you that are still stuck on paper. Um, but I, it's just. It articulates everything that we talk about day in and day out about getting a little bit of 2.0 in your life or 3.0 in your life when we defined those interface development codes for you. And I'm very, very excited that I get to have you on my show to talk about it. 
It's, um, it's just so precise and so great. And you could tell that you're a writer. Uh, wonderful, thanks. You know, it's, just, um, it's, it's just really good. So um, did you find, were you an immediate person, an immediate early adopter, or did you have to um, do traditional business without all of the benefits of the Internet at one time? Or were you just one of those people that grew up with um, a laptop in your playpen? No, I definitely didn't grow up with a laptop in my playpen. I'm <laughs> technically Generation X, I think. I okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. started using computers when I first went to college. That was really my first exposure to daily computer usage. And um, didn't take any computer science classes at school although sometimes I wish I had. Um, But I've always been a writer, and I heard about people having personal websites maybe around 1995 is when I first heard about the very, very beginning of weblogs, which at the time were hand-coded websites where people would write about whatever interested them. Right, and wasn't it at one time called Vlogs? Well, Vlogs are video blogs. Okay, okay. And those still exist. Right. Um, although I don't know if that terminology is as popular as it was a few years ago. It's but... not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get to the origination of a word, blog, vlog. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah, the origination of the word blog is weblog, and it really meant like a web log of things you find interesting around the web. Right. So people would right. set up these websites and collect uh, items from around the internet that they thought were fascinating, and back in the mid to late '90s, there really wasn't that much out there. So, um, you know, it was a very much a novelty. This idea of curating the internet. Yeah, I set up. Yeah. Oh, right. I set up my first blog in 2000, um, hand coded with HTML. See, then, that's a very <laughs> early adopter, though. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. It was. I mean, we. I remember 2000 really, really well. And I remember that Internet chats were really just becoming very, very popular in, you know, sort of an easy commercial sense because back at that time I was still um, a division president with Playboy Enterprises. So I remember Mr. Hafner's, um, he was in awe of it because we were able to you know, sort of dial him in to a chat about a certain event. And mm-hmm. he just couldn't believe that he was communicating with, you know, millions of people just yeah. by, you know, entering, you know, answers to questions in what I would call an early webinar kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, a very, very primitive chat room, so to speak. And right. um, he was just amazed. I mean, you know, the thing about Hefner that's really cool is he always knew what content was and how it's easily, how it can be easily tinkered and connected with any kind of window that might come into play in the 55 years of his publication. You know, wow. so he was always amazed by it and not tech resistant at all. I mean, just you know, always amazed by it because he was always amazed at the ability to connect to readers in so many different ways mm-hmm. and I, you know so I remember that time and I, so I can now picture when you began to do it and there certainly weren't tablets yet and iPhone I think we were all carrying around clunky phones at that time if I remember correctly <laughs> right we didn't have 
the smartphone yet, and I don't think the iPhone was out yet. Right. So, no, absolutely. You know, well, look, well, you've been doing it a long time then. Yeah, I uh, it, mostly it was personal in the beginning. Just that it was an interesting way to talk to people and get my writing out there in a very immediate way. And then all these tools started popping up to make it much easier for people to do this without having to write any HTML code themselves. Um, tools like Blogger and WordPress, TypePad, uh, Movable Type by the company Six Apart. And now that these are all industry standards today. Yeah, no, it, it, it's really amazing how far how far technology has come over the last, you know, you know, twenty years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's day and night. Yeah, it really, and it, it's still changing. So that's one of the challenges I think with teaching people how to use tools. Is sometimes they're a little afraid that if they master one that it'll go out of fashion just but, around the time that they finally learned it. But now do you alleviate their fears and tell them that it's just a platform and things change and you can't break it and, you know, it's <laughs> easy to adapt? Yeah, yeah, I do. In fact, one of the talking points that I'm planning on speaking about tomorrow um, is the fact that you shouldn't be too afraid to invest time in a social media tool because... Really, it's ultimately about people, and if you go narrow and deep on one tool, you'll gain a loyal following, and even if that tool goes out of fashion, even if you yourself get tired of using it, your audience will follow you to the next new and cool thing. You just need to tell them where to find you. Right. Um, I mean, but, listen, if you're, the, if, if you're the life of the party, people are going to follow you. They will, absolutely, and I'm sure there are a number of people who've already had the experience of putting time into a Facebook, not a Facebook, a MySpace presence, not only to find that no one wanted to use MySpace anymore. And as long as you have a loyal audience and they like you, they'll follow you, you know, from MySpace to Facebook or wherever it is that you're going next. It's, um, it's so um, gratifying for me. And I'm only saying this, I, 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 I hate to sound self-promotional, I'm only sharing an experience because I'm living through your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but I, I want to just say that something that was so amazing to me, just to emphasize your point, is, you know, I, I started my business Facebook page for the book, you know, through my own personal Facebook page. And I was just so blown away at how easy it was for me to get my friends to migrate to the book page. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so scared. Like I, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to bother my friends that I entertain all day, you know, mm-hmm. with something I might be doing. You know, I'm, you know I, I don't – I told you once when you and I first spoke, I know how to promote others. I am so humble about promoting myself. I really, really am. I don't I, – I'm hesitant and, mm-hmm. um, because I'm so used to promoting others. Yeah, and um, you know, but when I did this and you know put the cover of the book on you know the the like page, the business page, I, I was just amazed that people just went. Yeah, I mean that is always the first sort of inner circle that I recommend that authors utilize are the people you already actually know because even though you don't want to hit them up over and over again about the same thing. Um, you know, if you use it sparingly when it really counts, people will support you and 
nobody cares more for your success than the people that care about you. Oh, that's, so that's true. You really need to start with them and and um, think through the key messages that you want to give to them over the period of time that you're launching something so that you don't necessarily fatigue them and have them roll their eyes, oh, here she comes again. But yeah. ask, ask for favors when it really can have an impact. And, yeah, no, I think that's really true. We have a couple of minutes to the end of this segment. I know most of my guests say, oh, my God, I'm going to be on for an hour. You have to admit this is going very fast. It really is, yeah. I mean, it's like we're only allowed, like, you know, five questions per segment. So, you know, you, and I, I would trust that your throat's feeling okay? It's pretty good, yeah, but I'll have some more tea at the commercial break. Oh, okay, yeah. very good. In the next segment, if you don't mind, I want to talk to you a little bit about Google+, Plus because it seems to be, you know, the platform du jour. Um, mm-hmm. Google certainly tried some other things in the past, and... It didn't work, like Google Talk. I, it just never seemed to have caught on. Um, mm. you know, and I want to ask you some questions about it and how you see it to be different and more beneficial than some of the other social media platforms that we're all playing with out there, if you don't mind. Um, I know that we've been communicating on Google+, and for me, um, it's kind of been the last one that I've been going to, but maybe you'll enlighten me as to why I should use it more or my listeners should use it more. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Don't go away because we have an Internet publicity expert on the phone and she'll be with us till the end of the show. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Oh, my God. 
free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. And this is a great show, everybody. I have to tell you, if you are just tuning in now, please go back to the beginning of the show because um, Kristen Havens and I are having a great conversation about the benefits of Internet publicity and how it really works in a very, very basic sense. And um, you gotta, you got to just kind of go back to the beginning of the show and then catch up from here. Um, you could also look at Kristen's website, www.563media.com, for more information about um, Kristen and her capabilities. And uh, I became an immediate fan, so, and you guys know that I don't, you know, I'm picky. I'm picky. So um, this is a high compliment to Kristen. Um, Kristen, in the last segment, I wanted to, I brought up Google+. Plus. And I wanted to hear your sort of analysis on it. We know that Google is a behemoth. We know it's gigantic. And we know that probably if you're working on the Google Plus platform for social media, you're probably going to get a lot more Google loving than if you're working on the other platforms because, you know, you're right in there. Am I right in making that assessment? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest advantages, I think, for anyone using Google Plus is that because it's a Google product, it'll help help your search engine optimization to have an account. So I've been recommending it to clients that at the very least they set it up as a passive presence and make sure they get some keywords into their profiles so you can have your picture or more than one picture of yourself um, and you can have a bio statement and a link to your website. And just if you get those up, you're creating a backlink to your website that will be of a very high value because it's a Google uh, it's a Google property. Yeah, no, I've I've noticed that. Um, again, I'm just kind of I'm not proactive on it. You know, I have what you would call sort of a passive presence. I, you know, there are people that are asking me to be in their circles, and then I join their circles. I'm not like out there asking other people to join my circle um, <laughs> yet. But mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm sure there are many, many of them out there. But you know, if somebody, you know, if I'm notified that somebody's mentioning me or asking me to join. I'll I'll react rather than proact, um, mm-hmm. and I and I think that I put up you know, uh, you know a pretty sassy, you know bio you know <laughs> adding Jim Ho so that people knew that I wasn't just extremely seriously corporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I I kind of combined what I would do for um, LinkedIn and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's appropriate. I mean, it seems to me that. And a lot of these these communities, when you take the temperature of, and the uh, like, the attitude of the community, it's just a sense of spending a little time there to get a feel for the attitudes. And it seems like you hit that right on the head that it's sort of a blend of the professional professionalism of LinkedIn, and there are certainly a lot of professionals on Google Plus with sort of the irreverence um, and control of having your own blogs. So it's definitely fine to have a sense of humor on there. It's, it's yeah. really, you can do anything you want on there. It is very much like having a blog. Yeah, I, I actually really, I, I'm, I, I mean, it's obvious Google is Google and Google begets Google. But, you know, even the stuff that we were writing and promoting the show with, um, mm-hmm. you know, even with Brian Pittman, I mean, immediately 
up in the top of my right. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? It's like it's almost like I I have the ability to input information right on my Google rankings. Yeah, it's amazing, and um, and you have some control too because the circles on Google Plus allow you to restrict who sees the content that you post, which is a nice feature. Um, and most of the material that I've been putting up is business related, so I've left it public, and that would show up on the search engine results, but you're only showing content to a certain group of people, maybe six people that you put in a circle called friends, you know, that, that's not public. That's restricted content. So you have a certain privacy level and it's, it's pretty easy to learn how to use it. Um, and it's very easy to turn it on and off. So if so. I don't have, so there, I know the, the identifications of people or the classifications are interesting. It's acquaintances, Friends, and what are the other two? There's two others. Do you know offhand? Um, offhand, public, it's everybody, um, acquaintances, friends. I can't remember what the other ones were because I started making my own circles pretty oh. early on. Okay. And well, you can, I, can do that. I just kind of, if I know somebody, I'm going to say they're a friend, and I, and I guess that's the right thing to do. If I, if I hadn't really known them very well, but I may have conversed with them, on Twitter or, you know, just know of them from being in our virtual world somehow, some way, and they're pretty solid people, but I wouldn't call them a friend. I make them an acquaintance, and I was just using common sense for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I think that the um, the more particular circles are more um, for the benefit of deciding how you're going to put your content out. So yeah, if no, you're, if, go ahead. No, 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 please. Oh, like if you're planning on publishing a lot of information on Google+, the customized circles that you can create on there are helpful for deciding who sees what. So if you're writing about your cat, maybe you only want to show that to your friends and family. Um, whereas if you're writing about your business, you may want to show that to friends and acquaintances and maybe a special group that you set aside called um, PR people. Right, right. Well, it's interesting. Facebook was doing that first for a while, weren't they, in terms of your privacy settings? It was sort of similar. Am I correct? Yeah. They still do that, but it's hard, a little trickier to find it. Yeah, I think so. You have to go into your settings and, you know, do all kinds of things. And plus, every time Facebook changes its user interface, it's another cat and mouse game. Yeah, absolutely. They change things, it seems, on a weekly basis, if not daily. Yeah, and a lot of people always say to me, and I'm sure you hear this too, is like, oh, well, you know, I just got used to using, you know, Twitter, and, you know, now they changed the interface, and I keep on having to download a new version in my smartphone, and, you know, when do they stop doing this? And I'm like, no, they never <laughs> stop. I'm like, yeah. I said, do you want your kids to stop growing? <laughs> it's so kind of like, you know, it's so funny. It's like they don't understand that the Internet is alive, and I keep on telling them, they're like babies. They're like living organisms, okay? Mm -hmm. If they stay the same, they're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but I, I really just, I try so hard to get the um, resistant adopters, as I call them, um, you know, to just understand that, you can't break these platforms. They're so afraid they're going to break them. I'm like, you, you, you can't break Twitter, okay? No. 
you know, and I, and I just keep on telling them that they have to play with it. They have to make the time for it so it's not an annoyance. They have to enjoy it. And for God's sake, if they can't figure it out, have their kids work with them if they have, you know, youngins. Teenagers are great with Facebook, not so much Twitter, but they're great with Facebook, and they could probably really help them with LinkedIn, too. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've done training sessions with clients who've had uh, teenage children on the phone with them so that, you know, because they, they say, well, I'm not going to remember any of this, but if I get my daughter on the phone, she'll be able to do it if I forget. And because it's they perfect. do take like a fish to water. It, it, no, it's perfect. I mean, you know, you, you can, your kids, it can really make family relationships um, more productive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially so. if you give them an allowance. For yeah, helping you. exactly. They could be your social media, you know, they're, they're your virtual assistants. That's right. So, um, and, um, and if they get paid, I'm sure that they'd love to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the only thing that you risk is they might decide at 1 o'clock in the morning that they want to have a video gaming conference with Germany and Japan, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that you might have to allow in, quid, in, a, in this quid pro quo arrangement. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, since we were talking about Google+, um, you know, in the other social media platforms, which ones do you like? I mean, everybody, everyone is pretty different. I mean, Twitter, you know, is just, you know... It, it's so unique in yeah. its interface, and people get intimidated by it. And I always tell people to definitely get, you know, an app to make, you know, Twitter look prettier and more organized mm-hmm. and easier yeah. to use. Um, you know, whereas Facebook, you know, can be quite sophomoric in, you know, its presentation and in what a lot of people have to say on it. Yeah. And LinkedIn is like, you know, super business corporate. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my first question is, you know, a lot of people, LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to import your Twitter or, yeah. you know, so that your Twitter messages can show everywhere. And a lot of my pe- friends in the news business have told me not to do that because people in the LinkedIn universe really don't love seeing Twitter communication. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, my thought on that is that there is a compromise that you can avail yourself of that I really recommend. Um, And what it is is you can install an app within LinkedIn. So you would go to the search bar and search for Twitter app, um, and you'll get an item that comes up that says install Twitter to your profile. And when you click that, a dialog box will come up and there'll be several checkbox options within it. And if you read them carefully, there's one that allows you to select the option to only publish tweets to LinkedIn that you have appended a hashtag to that says IN, um, which is LinkedIn's abbreviation. Wow. Okay. So, that, you know, I knew that with Facebook, but I didn't know that with IN. Okay. Is this a fairly new feature or was it always there? As, I'm not exactly sure when they in, started using it, but I think it's, with maybe within the last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because again, LinkedIn is changing its interv- interface drastically too. I, you know, and yeah. they're adding a lot of new features. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I have noticed that. It it used to be there was hardly anything that you could do on there without upgrading. And um, I have a free account because 
I, I haven't really needed to upgrade in order to meet business contacts, but um, but I've been surprised to see it how much they have added that is open to everyone. Um, right, you I can do that, more on there now. I think that they'll probably try to monetize all those soon. I you know I I can't imagine that it's going to be free forever. Partic- the one that I love is the poll app. Oh my mm-hmm. god, they have a poll function. Yeah, where, where you can ask questions and get like answers, like you are Peter Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, it's pretty great if you you just have to remember who your audience is and that you want to take very professional, informative polls that will help you with your business and not silly ones, I guess. Oh no, I don't. I don't <laughs> think the silly ones would work at all at LinkedIn. Uh, maybe yeah. on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. when you know what, where change the color of your bra, you know, to. You know, for Breast Cancer Awareness Day, right? A very much of a Facebook thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but not appropriate for the LinkedIn audience at all. Um, it's it's interesting. My experience with LinkedIn is I have been paying for the premium service, and part of it was superstition, and you'll laugh at this, because I actually got some clients through the Amplified Profile feature. Oh, great. And, you know, so I'm afraid to take it down because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> and um, I, I don't really use the inbox feature that much, but, you know, they, you know, they do tell you that they have, you know, um, a feature that really maximizes your, your profile. Um, maybe they give it some extra SEO love. I don't know what they're doing to do it, but because I actually did get strangers, you know, sort of, um, cold inquiries in response to my profile. And they were like good clients, Kristen. I mean, you know, like launches of companies, you know, and all of that kind of stuff that were like $36,000 accounts. Wow. Um, I'm afraid to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it's probably paying for itself so you can keep it up. Um, most of my clients... So far, yeah. haven't needed to upgrade, and I have I haven't tried it myself, but it's certainly something to consider. Well, listen, we have to take a commercial break. We're hearing the music. I'm sorry. I feel like we're at the Academy Awards. Stand <laughs> by. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this commercial. Okay. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn 
saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The inner workings of the mind and body are a fascinating study into who we are, our motivations, creativity, wants, and fears. Is everyone capable of great atrocities as well as great accomplishments? What haunts or helps us pursue the things we desire? We all want to know why we do the things we do and what makes us unique, but even more, we want to know what to do next. For answers to these questions, tune in to The Mind of the Matter with Dr. Susan Hickman on the Voice America Variety Channel every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Join us every week as we help you master the mind of the matter. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Kristen, you definitely are a star of PR. I can't believe we went over in that last segment. That never happens. It just shows <laughs> how, like, you know, we get carried away together. <laughs> but um, since we're in our last segment, um, is there anything that you want to revisit, emphasize, talk about, particularly as it is covered in your book? Well, um, really the thing I'd like to emphasize is that uh, the, the best thing that you can do when contacting people on the Internet and try to get their attention is just to really be transparent about what, what you're doing and think about trying to um, offer yourself or your product in a way that's going to benefit their audience. So um, always try to think of the value that you're bringing to people when you, when you get in touch with them. It really makes a difference. Right, rather than, um, you know, spamming them or over-promoting over and being over-commercial. Yeah, I, I generally tell people to, when they're producing content for Twitter or Facebook or their blog to, to try and think of an 80-20 rule, which would be uh, produce 80% of your content that's on message and useful or entertainment, entertaining in some way so that people will be able to engage with what you're doing and get a sense of your expertise, um, and then the remaining 20% can be promotional. So this way, you're not hitting your audience over and over again with the same promotional message of, you know, look at my tool or look at my book, look at my product, but you're actually passing along information to people that, that they can use, and more importantly, for you, that they can share with their friends, which ultimately will grow your audience. Uh, yeah, I think that I, I think that's very good sage advice. Um, one of our great experiences that, and it's a little different than book, but I just wanted to share a different perspective of how social media really can monetize your business if you do it in, you know, the way that you're suggesting it be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on 
a gym, a new gym, um, fitness center. Mm-hmm. And I had the gym owner start a Facebook page, both for himself and the gym, and all he did was entertain people all day. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, it was almost like he was a, a comedian to make people laugh, and the gym was sort of secondary. <laughs> I mean, he was an entertainer. I mean, he was just so funny with some of the things that he would put up on Facebook. And, um, you know, we would reach out to the people that we knew knew him because he was moving from Spectrum to his own gym. So we would let the Spectrum community know that he was opening his own gym and ask them to be friends. And before we knew it, he had 600 friends, And I mean, in a week. And wow. we, we really, we thank Facebook for closing out his gym membership. Because and we did like little promotions and said if you come in today you get the very special thirty one dollar deal and that's going to change tomorrow and um, it just engaged people. Yeah, yeah. It's really um, if you have a brand um, that's fun, Facebook is a great place for it. And that it sounds like your client is a perfect example of that. That he's fun and people go to the gym every day or several times a week. So. You know, uh, some certain social networks like that are really good for announcing time-sensitive deals or promotions, Facebook especially. Yeah, it it really is. It really is terrific. I mean, every platform has something for everybody. And um, question about in Facebook, um, I know that you could probably go to Goodreads through Facebook. Am I correct? Yes, you can connect to... um, in fact, Goodreads just announced that if you convert your Facebook profile to the, time, the new timeline, that they can even integrate your Goodreads activity with your timeline. And uh, I believe timeline is only applying to personal accounts it right is, now. It is, and I wanted to ask you what you thought about that. I, it, for me, it's kind of like, why do I really need a timeline? I, I, it, it just, it's to keep your everything in chronological order, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure why they've decided to do it like this, except that I think maybe people would like the idea of being able to go back in time and see something they wrote a few years ago. I do think strategically they may have done this so that people will feel even more closely wedded to the social network and never want to leave because their whole life will be on Facebook. Um, and it yeah, kind of becomes a well, scrapbook. Mark is very good at that, Mr. Z, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's very good at thinking what people will want a few months from now. And what do you think is going to happen? I mean, look, we're all just talking about, you know, the IPO. We're reading it in the news. Um, You know, is he going to have a big successful IPO? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. He's just so... we, We have friends that always say, that's MZ trying to get into our pockets again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing what he's accomplished. Really, people—it's a second life. It's a—it's a life parallel to your actual real life. People are on Facebook all day, every day, and they talk about their children. They it share is. pictures. I call it lost. It's like being <laughs> on the island of lost, where you never know when different people from different elements of your life are going to all combine in one place. Yeah, that's absolutely true. There, there are many people that I did not remember from high school um, who are now, I see them on there more or less every day. Yeah, and it's really, it's 
really fun. Well, listen, we came to the end of the show, Kristen, and just when you thought you had another three segments to do. <laughs> and you it, made it. Go by fast. And you kept your voice, and I want to graciously thank Internet publicity expert Kristen Havens and wish her all the luck in the world with her new book. Um, I, I want people to go to her website, www.563media.com, and the name of the book is A Brief Guide to Internet Publicity. Kristen, thank you so much for spending the time. Thank you, Cindy, for having me. All right. Well, we'll talk real soon. Okay. All right. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American idol. I got synthetic